Damo. Can you believe Christmas is almost here? Thank God for Well and You, Brett. If you're looking for inspirational gifts for your friends, family, or colleagues, then Well and You have you covered. Why not give away the JOM, the iconic journal of me, which has taken the world by storm to help your loved ones create an incredible 2016. Or the beautiful coffee table book, INQ, The Inspirational Quotient. This stunning, full-colour coffee table book with inspiring quotes and images is the perfect Christmas gift. To see the full range of Christmas ideas, simply go to www.wellandyou.com. That's www.wellineux.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello, how are you going? And welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey the show where we are giving you the how-to to to get the best out of you. And today is another episode where you and I get to just chat. But I have to say this episode nearly did not happen at all. And in fact, I'm down here in my office in the very early hours of the morning and my cat has decided to join me because he was a bit unhappy about being left up at the house. But it has been really unusual demand for me at the moment. And I don't mean demand for me personally. I mean, lots of things that I'm trying to do because as you know, I'm actually in the process of moving house and rather than do it perhaps the normal way where you pack everything up, pop in a little removal truck, go along to the new place, unpack, and it's all done. For some reason, my family and I decided that we would do it in multiple steps. And there is kind of a reason for that because there's lots of things that we try to do for our community and different things that we we have that we can't just close and pack up all at one time. So quite mixed emotions recently as we closed down the bricks and mortar version of our health food store, which is hard because, you know, there's such a great connection to your customers and, and you know, being in the store and providing that service and of course having access to those wonderful products for my family. But the plan is that we'll be reinventing how that store runs from an online format. But mixed emotions there, certainly closing the door on that one. But of course, there's lots of leftover stock and there's lots of bits and pieces and shelving and point of sale things and all sorts of things that now have to be packed up and sorted and moved along. But the other thing is I have actually been driving to the Sunshine Coast week on, week off so that I can start to build my practice up there. And it sounded like a great idea at the time. You mean, who would complain about having to drive to the Sunshine Coast every two weeks? And I certainly haven't because I really appreciate um, how that practice is growing nicely up there and the GPs that are responding to me being up there has been really lovely. But I have to say with nearly five weeks to go until we're firmly at the Sunshine Coast. It has been starting to grind a little in the last few weeks. And I suddenly realized that for the last two weeks and for the next four weeks ahead, there's actually not a spare day where I can... Oh, sorry, the cat's meowing at me. (laughs) So there's not a spare day for me to take some time out. And so I'm really 
struck by that overwhelm, that feeling of task versus time. Oh dear, now I think the cat wants to go (laughs) somewhere else. Come here, puss. Come here. Come and talk to me. Yeah. Come on. So, um, and in amongst all of this time, the I had an issue with one of my teeth and I have absolutely no fillings in any of my teeth at all. I'm really lucky, but unfortunately one of my teeth had cracked because of grinding. Hello, stress. And then they decided to do a root canal and I was really unhappy about that. And we sort of went through a bit of space and time with the root canal. And it just kind of felt really weird, the tooth. It just, you know, it just wasn't right the whole time. So then I had to have the tooth out. Well, I didn't have to. I decided I wanted to have the tooth out. But then when they took the tooth out, they said it was really good that you did because it was actually cracked right through and you couldn't feel it because of the nerve damage from the original. Anyway, so that was a lot of the story just to tuck in there. But I have to say, you know, it's been a while since I've had to move house. And in fact, the last time I moved house, it was moving next door. So that was really way more protracted because we didn't even hire a truck. We actually just had to carry the stuff from one house to the other. But that had its own complications actually from memory because my husband hurt his shoulder and it ended up being me that had to carry most of the stuff from one side to the other. But anyway... As you can probably tell, I've already had my morning coffee and as I said, I've snuck down to the office and unfortunately now the cat started to complain. He's not listening to me. I'm over here, puss. Yeah, come over here. So I wanted to talk about how do I manage all this overwhelm because at the moment, you know, I feel really guilty about feeling overwhelmed because, you know, there's people that have so many difficult demands on them all the time. You know, it might be health issues. It could be anything that's happening for them that is, you know, a serious concern. And what's happened to me is by choice. I've chosen to make these changes to my life and my family's life. And we're really hopeful that this is the right decision. We're really sure it's the right decision, but, you know, it's, does feel a little bit overwhelming at times. And I think, why have I got to worry about, you know, I just need to put one foot in front of the other. But as I said, I nearly even felt like, sorry, the cat's upset because I'm not actually talking to him. Leo, where are you? Come here, puss. Where are you? Come here. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, so what, puss. So what, I think I'm going to have to take the cat up to the house. If you can excuse me a moment, I'm going to take him up to my children's room, even though they're sleeping. So please just hold on for one moment. Right. Sorry. Back. (laughs) Sorry about that disturbance from the cat. Okay. So what I was talking about was that it has been a little bit crazy at the moment. Lots of task versus time overwhelm. So I had really tried to jam pack a lot of things in, trying to live two lives really, sort of sort of winding down our life in rural northwest New South Wales and trying to create a life up at the Sunshine Coast. And it has been nice, but it has started to get really hard. And I nearly thought that I could not even find the time to do this recording. But then on the way to run a rural clinic yesterday, I was very lucky to be able to have the opportunity to listen to Inside the Champion's Mind, which is another podcast that you might listen to with Marcus Pierce and Lawrence Tam. And it's been a podcast that I have listened to uh, from episode one when they had Jeff Spence. And 
I listen to it. It's out fortnightly, and it happens to fall on the same day. Well, I'm able to listen to it on the on the day that I run and do this drive out to do a rural clinic that takes me a little while. And it was really interesting for me because. As I was driving in my husband's ute because we had to get the car service, so just poking in, just another demand that had to happen, um, I was struck by something that Lawrence said. He was talking about how he, a couple of weeks ago, or it might be a little while ago now, had done the Sparta Challenge, and he literally took on that challenge on the day, doing one obstacle from a physical fitness perspective at a time. So rather than looking at the whole course, he just took one obstacle at a time and tried to to meet that obstacle, the challenge that opposed and what he could do to pass that obstacle successfully. And then he had, um, more recently, he was running an event in Bali, but unfortunately there was the volcanic ash that stopped planes from going in. So he talked about having to pivot, plant both feet in the ground and having to turn direction. And he had to come up with a brand new plan for this event. He'd put a lot of time into a lot of planning and thinking and had it really sewn up. And then all of a sudden it all had to change location, activities. And it was really just stuck with me for the rest of that day, that idea of taking you know, one challenge at a time because I have looked at our calendar and I had looked at all the demands and have been saying to myself and to my husband, how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that? And often it wasn't what we were doing for that day. And I think it was really powerful for me to start to understand because the TAP listeners are so important to me. I just can't even tell you how important you are to me over this last year. Gosh, I feel a bit emotional just thinking about it. But you guys are super special. You know, you guys being that, gosh, I really must be tired if the tears are flowing. Um, but, you know, you guys have been able to give me an opportunity that I didn't think that I would have to be able to speak to people and and share with you ideas that I have around improving everyday mental health. And that's what I do every day one-to-one, but I really wanted to share that one-to-many. And I really wanted to do that in terms of workshops, but not just workshops where individuals came along doing that for organizations. And I so can't complain because one of the amazing things I get to do tomorrow is run a whole day workshop with my absolute you know, perfect audience. It's a group of health professionals, GPs, mental health clinicians, psychologists, and social workers. And he's such a, it's such a gift. It's like, I'm so lucky that that has come into my day tomorrow. So although I'm feeling a little bit worn out, as you can hear, um, I am also very grateful for what opportunities this podcast and, and now being able to do workshops like I'm doing tomorrow, you know, it's so, it's exactly where I want to be and what I want to do. And I can't believe that I thought, you know what, maybe I can't do the podcast. Maybe there's just not even enough time to sit down and do that recording, but I couldn't. And I also have to thank Marcus Pierce for saying, yes, yes, you can, you can do it. So here I am, and I I am so grateful for your time. But let's get back down to business, because it's not all about me and me feeling a bit overwhelmed. Because as I said, I'm not overwhelmed by things that are essentially 
difficult because they are causing me serious concern to my health or my family's health because I know there's so many of you out there who are facing that challenge every day. What I've really discovered is that my tank is just running low. And you may have heard me talk about that tank analogy before. So if any of you have seen an empty rainwater tank, not a new one, but an old one that's done its fair share of service to a home, and often what happens over time is there's a lot of sediment, maybe even a few snake or frog skeletons at the bottom of a tank. And so I often talk to groups that if that tap's left running, so there's things draining out of the tank, and sometimes there's things that fill us and drain us at the same time. So things that might fill us might be our family or our friends or our work, but sometimes particularly work and family, can also be a drain. So they kind of cancel each other out. So I often talk to people about what is it that really does fill you outside of work and outside of family, which is, which is hard, I know, because a lot of people will say, you know, my family is my everything, you know, and that's great, you know, all power to you. But, you know, it, it's not enough. You know, it's enough in terms of obviously love and health and well-being, but in terms of your specific things that you engage in that that truly fill you up and are yours and make you feel like you're you're shining and you're connected, they're the things that you need to find time to do. And I absolutely love reading. I love reading in the context of human behavior and health and well-being, um, but I also love to write and I haven't really been doing that. And and I have been probably a little bit, dare I say it, a bit what I talked about Jabe in our, a couple of episodes ago um, from the Vitality Hackers, a bit addicted to achievement. And I'm not saying, yay, I'm a high flyer, but a bit addicted to getting feedback because the work that I do is quite unique in that I am with one person at a time. And in that moment, it's not about me. Obviously, it's about their health and well-being. And it can be quite an insular or a lot of rural health workers refer to it being as being like a silo, this this lone silo standing in the paddock, you know, standing there trying to provide services. But one of the reasons we're moving to the Sunshine Coast is to try and simplify our lives so we have more time to do those things that are ours, like all of us in our family, including the children, to, to spend more time on their interests and also to spend more time uh, with each other and also to spend more time doing nothing. And at the moment, I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed to even list off to you what I'm doing, but of course I have this podcast with you, the beautiful listener. I have a private practice as a psychologist, which is now... <laughs> working six hours in one direction and six hours in the other. And I do week about in those in those practices working one-to-one. Um, we also have the health food store, which yes, now has closed down. So that's one less regular commitment, but obviously there's still commitment in terms of the book work that I do for that business. Um, of course, I do the book work for the private practice as well. But there's also my study. I'm studying nutritional medicine and naturopathy in a double associate diploma. And yeah, you know, there's a there's a few commitments that are coming in. We actually also have a guest house, which we run. Um, we're very lucky at the moment to have someone who's in there for a bit of a long stay, so it's not requiring as much work. But of course, I still have my two beautiful children and the rest of my family as well. So you can see how I probably got a little bit overcommitted. And, and why did I do that? I can't really tell you for sure, but I'm guessing it's because 
I really love to write and I really love to research, but unfortunately I formalize that and there's deadlines with assignments and deadlines with exams and, and there's pressure around that reading and writing that normally when I do it for myself, it's, it's not as time focused. So it has that element of, of joy and pleasure to it. But in a way, I still enjoy the early stages of each semester. But when it gets down to the business end of things where I'm having to to write things to be graded, but then I get the results and, and usually they're pretty good results. So then that becomes reinforcing of keeping going with that process. So yes, yeah, so sometimes, I don't know about you, but I kept myself all tangled up in, in lots of things that were taken on with the best of intentions, but it's, it's just not sustainable for me to keep doing that. And this is something I see all the time, not just in other health professionals, but in my clients as well, that they, they know that they can do things that they have the capacity to, but they don't realize they have to do it all. And I I have also talked about this before with women, you know, I think we want it all. We think, you know, we want to have the career and we want to have the family. I mean, maybe not everybody, but certainly I think we, we, we might want to have an interest um, that takes up a lot of time, but it's the doing it all that really brings us undone. So I guess the issue is once you find yourself really caught up in feeling overwhelmed and that you've completely overcommitted yourself, what is it that happens? Well, my tank gets empty and I and I get teary and I, I have a lot of self-doubt. I, I start to question myself. And what I really start to notice is that when demands come in, they feel 10 times worse than they did before. So, you know, for me, you know, in my work, I get subpoenaed from time to time, which is really hard because it goes so against what we do. You know, we have this intense vow of confidentiality as psychologists, and then someone comes along and and wants our notes. And it's particularly painful when it's coming not from my client's legal support, but it's coming from someone else. So that's really hard when a subpoena comes in. And that's a biggie, but other things that come in. So when you start to notice yourself that things are coming in and going, I can't handle that. I can't possibly take another thing on. And then someone else rings up and says, can you just do this for me? And it feels like they've asked you to do something mammoth. And you know, when you're on track that that thing normally wouldn't be a problem. So where is the problem then? Is the problem saying yes to it in the first place that starts to overwhelm you? Or is the problem that you're not looking after yourself in general so that your resilience is in a good condition? Well, you know what? I think it's both. I think it's learning to say no in the first place, even when you're feeling good. It's knowing how many things can I stack up here before it becomes totally unsustainable for me. Well, for you, you know, it's, this is about you. It's not about comparing yourself with the Joneses and what can they do and, you know, but they seem to be able to do it or, you know, they are doing it and they're, you know, absolutely cruising through. Why can't I do it? You know, usually when you drill down through those cases, there's things really different. Actually, I was talking to someone about this the other day and I said, okay, give me someone. And when they drilled through it, there was clearly differences. And then they gave me another person and there were still clearly differences, either the nature of their work or they had a different family. The kids were either grown up or they didn't have any kids. And so there was different ways in which demands reflect on us in our world. So as guilty as I felt about feeling overwhelmed, 
it, you know, I think I'm allowed to feel a little bit overwhelmed and the guilt doesn't need to come with it. But I really can't just keep choosing to be overwhelmed. I have to take responsibility here. I can't be getting up at, you know, Sparrow's hour to come running out and sit in here and, and, and give you this podcast, even though I didn't want to miss one and I didn't want to miss you guys. I really should be doing it when I'm coming from a much fitter, psychologically fitter place. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not psychologically unwell, but I'm certainly really running on fumes and I have got to talk to you about what the plan is. So as you can tell, there's been lots of activity. And so the long, big plan here, so what do they call it? The long game is what people sometimes say. So the long game here is is the move itself. So by the time we get to January, there will be lots of space and time. And that's great. That's the big picture. That's why we're closing down the bricks and mortar version of the stall. That's why I've changed the nature of the practice. That's why I'm going and, and working really hard to, to move towards the one-to-many rather than the one-to-one. But I am keeping the one-to-one model running because I absolutely love that work. But I'll be sharing that with more time, running workshops and, and running programs and creating more products, so to speak, for you guys. So that's the, that's the long game. But I've noticed day-to-day, if you didn't notice earlier, is that I really need to be doing something in the here and now. And I think Jabe also talked about this in his uh, podcast. Well, I really have been inspired by other podcasters on the Wellness Couch. But Jabe talked about as well that it's it's not good enough to do something for half an hour once a week or, you know, it has to be more consistent. And again, that's really stuck with me because I think, you know, if I went for a big 5k run once a month, you know, yay me for doing that. But by crikey, I don't think it's going to make a lot of difference to my health and fitness because it's just, there's not enough installments of self-care, not enough installments of relaxation, not enough installments of feeling connected to my people, to my friends, to my children, to my family, to my mum and my dad, you know, there's all these people that uh, are in my life and are, uh, are so valuable and it's all about spending time with them. And that's, that's what it's all about. So I am making a promise to you and I'd like to think that maybe I will start posting a few things on Facebook. Maybe I'll even capture a picture of myself doing something that is relaxing or an installment of calm throughout each day because I really have just been putting the foot down on the accelerator and just plowing from one task to another, kind of doing the one challenge at a time a little bit too hardcore, you know, not looking sideways, just going, right, let's do the next thing, right, let's go to the next thing. But obviously you can tell by my tears this morning, it's not really working and it's time for me to do something much more consistent. So can, if I want to work consistently hard, I have to consistently work hard at the balance, at achieving that balance. And that's right. That's why the show's called The Abnormal Psychologist, because you know what? I am so not perfect and I don't get it right all the time. And yes, I might spend days on end saying to clients, 
this is what I think you should try and bring into your day to to help you, you know, in terms of your food, your sleep, um, your movement, your hydration, your engagement with people, your social connections, but also engagement in tasks that fill you up and make you feel great. So I think writing posts on my Facebook can be my fun writing and I will try and put photographic evidence of what it is that I do to try and get on top of this bit of significant case of overwhelm that's happening for me at the moment. So gosh, I really love having you listen to my rant this morning. I hope that there's something in there for you. But really, I think the point is that it comes from both directions. We have to learn to say no, but we also have to make sure that we're doing those things that keep us feeling safe, healthy, and calm, that keep our resilience in check, that even though you might be getting along quite fine and there's been no obvious physical ailments or no obvious psychological ailments, doesn't mean that it's not just around the corner. And I'd sure we all would much rather from a physical health or psychological health would rather be preventative rather than have our feet taken from under us because we haven't taken care of ourselves. So I really ask you, what are you going to do today? Even if it's five minutes sitting outside your work, grass under your feet, just taking a moment to take a few breaths, have a look around. What can you see? What can you hear? Be in the moment and try and extend that out and maybe do another five or 10 minutes later in the day. And then again, the next day, maybe it's making a call to a friend that you keep saying, oh, she's probably busy or he's probably busy making that call and catching up, even if yet they're answering machine, how much of a joy is it to sometimes hear, Hey, just checking in to see how you're going. I know it's been ages. Hope you're well. Talk soon. You know, it's lovely to know that people, um, you know, you just leave that message. And, you know, I think connecting with people is really important too. So do take care out there and I will be keeping you filled in as to how I go with making sure that I intervene right now to make sure that my self-care is on track. So take care out there and, you know, don't don't take your physical health and your psychological health for granted. Really make a commitment to to those things that make you you. You know, I I've loved having you with me today. Please spread the word and and do tell your friends to listen to and subscribe to Tap in iTunes or at thewellnesscouch.com and don't forget to give the show feedback or a five-star rating if you liked it. Whether you're an organization or an individual, if you enjoyed the podcast and learning about strategies to improve your mood and psychological health, please go to carriethompsoncasey.com to look at other products and events. Thank you so much for joining me and see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realize your potential. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.